welcome to the Good Fight Sports Podcast, your home for local sports here in the 574. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Good Fight Sports Podcast. This is Kenny Kramer, the host. Um, Nick, we all know, down in um, Cedarville. Um, Brady, unable to be here today, which is all right. Um, Brady will be back on at some point, um, trying to work out logistics there. So Brady will be back. Don't worry about it. Um, so for this week, uh, we're going to do a quick little recap of the football games from Friday and the Notre Dame game from Saturday. So starting off in football, the high school football from 825. First game, LaVille beat uh, Triton 22-16. This is the Lancers' 38th win in the series. Um, I think I mentioned in the last one that LaVille um, had won 37 games, uh, that it was wrong. Actually, 36 games. That is wrong. Uh, I was off by a game. It is 30. It is now 38 games that they've won in the series, um, and it's also uh, 11, the 11th win in the last 12 games. And also, the Lancers have won 12 of the last 14 games at home. Whew. Um. Also with this win, Lancers have now won 12 straight regular season games dating back to 2021, and also 16 of the last 18 games in all since 2021, which is just impressive. The Lancers have um, proven themselves to be winners, uh, and it's showing up on the field. And defensively for... Uh, the Lancers, they held Triton to just three points in the second half, uh, which I found to be just absolutely amazing. Uh, game was tied 13-13 to at the half, um, and the Lancers, Lancers struggled, um, only putting up nine points in the second half. But they got the job done. They got the win, um, and they can move on. Um, and their next game is against Pioneer, and that's at home at Lancer Field. That's a 7.30 kick. Uh, the Lancers are are favored by 14 points, um, 28 to 14. But I'm going to take the Lancers 28 to 20 over Pioneer to push the series to um, three, and, 3 and 8 overall in the Lancers' second win in a row against third win in a row against the pioneer panthers triton their next game is against caston caston's 0-2 that's a 7 p.m kick at at triton triton's favored by 25 um, but give me triton 48 to 6 over caston then the game that i went to friday was Penn Mishawaka, and Penn defeated arch rival Mishawaka at Ever Everwise Freed Field, twenty-eight to seven. Like I've mentioned before, this is the first time in four years both team have both teams have played each other. Um, 
there was something that I saw that said there was going to be around 10,000 people there. They were off by 2,000. There was 8,000 people in attendance. Penn's football stadium has a capacity just over 7,000. So there was a lot of people crammed in there, um, and it was a great crowd. Uh, great crowd. Great game overall. It was it was a great atmosphere of high school football. Mishawaka scored first, taking only three plays to do so. Uh, their second play from scrimmage ended up being uh, there was a fumble that was recovered by Penn, but uh, the Mishawaka player was called down, and um, that caused the um, that caused Mishawaka to get the ball. Um, and they were able to take it all the way on the next play. Uh, Brady Fisher took it all the way for the Cavemen for the first touchdown of the game and for Mishawaka. However, that was the last touchdown for Mishawaka in the game as Penn went on to score 28 unanswered points. Uh, that's one touchdown in every single quarter. Um, the Kingsman defense was just terrific in the game. They forced three turnovers, uh, one fumble, two interceptions. Uh, one of those interceptions was a pick six, uh, taken back 64 yards for the touchdown. Uh, that kind of sealed that sealed the win. That made it 28-7. to seven. Uh, At that point, the game was over. Um, the Kingsmen had a goal line stand at the end of the game to seal the win completely. Uh, Mishawaka was just moving the ball down the field, um, and they just they ate up all the clock. Obviously, they didn't want Penn to get the ball back. I, I guess I don't I don't know why they were you know just milking the clock at that point. Um, but Mishawaka got the ball ball down to the one yard line with I believe like seven seconds to go, and Penn had a goal line stand at the one yard line, and that was the game. Um, and with the win, that's the forty eighth win in the series. 42nd in the last 48 games. And I think the most amazing thing with the win for Penn is head coach Corey Yeoman moves to 200 career career wins, but it's also Penn is the only high school football team in the whole state of Indiana to have two coaches with at least 200 wins. Um, their their former head coach before Gies, uh, before Yeoman was Chris Giesman, and he won, I believe, 388 games. And so Corey Yeoman with the win moves to 200, and that's around 588 career wins for two head coaches at Penn, which is just amazing. Um, but... Yeoman is still looking for that ever-elusive state title. Um, he's been to three, and he's lost all three. Um, Penn's last state title came in 2000, uh, but they've had several opportunities, um, but they have run into some buzzsaws down in Indianapolis. So will Penn ever win a state title with Yeoman? We'll find out. Uh, but the next game for Penn is going to be difficult um they're facing 
Indianapolis Cathedral on the road, and Cathedral is a powerhouse every year in football. Um, it, it's weird that Penn is only a 10-point underdog in the game. Um, they're predicted to lose 38-28. to 28. Uh, however, give me Cathedral 35-21 over Penn. Um, I, I just I, I don't see Penn making this competitive. I, I just see Cathedral controlling the game, controlling it um, from start to finish. Cathedral, um, they're just they're one of those teams where you need to be able to jump on them early, and I just don't see Penn being able to do that. Um, but I might be wrong. You know, anything can happen in high school football and football in general. Um, but I, I just don't see how Penn can win this game with it being down in Cathedral. And if it was at Penn, I would say maybe they have a chance. But last year, Cathedral beat Penn 35-21 up at um, Freed Field. And... And they're really Penn. Penn had a chance to win early on, but Cathedral in the second half kind of took over the game and just started started to wear down Penn. Uh, so maybe Penn jumps on Cathedral early, um, but you you got to be ready for that second half onslaught from Cathedral, and that's what really hurt Penn last year. Um, and I, I I just don't see how Penn can win the game um, because of that. And Mishawaka's next game is at Northridge. Uh, Northridge is two and zero, and that's a seven p.m. kick. Both both games are seven p.m. kicks, um, and both teams are on the road. Cavemen, the Cavemen are a one point underdog. So basically, this is a pick'em game, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take Northridge twenty four twenty one. Northridge has been impressive uh, in the start. Uh, they just beat Elkhart 35-29, and that was at home for Northridge. Northridge is a team to watch out for in 4A. They can be that you know dark horse in 4A in the north. Um, obviously, we have you know Northwood up here in the north. That's just going to be a buzzsaw again as they were last year until they ran into Northridge, who got revenge on uh, the Panthers to go to the um, regional game. Um, however, they lost to New Prairie. Um, anyway, Northridge has a shot to be that dark horse again. Um, and I, I like what's going on over in Middlebury. Um, the head coach over there has really got his guys locked in this year. And I think I think Northridge starts 3-0, and and they get the win over Mishawaka. And Mishawaka, they have they've had kind of a tough schedule so far. You know, they they beat Marion, which was the the game that we all knew they were going to win, uh, and then they ran into um, Penn. They got Northridge, uh, so they got a tough schedule here. Um, it it Mishawaka is going to win. You know, their their usual amount of games about seven, um, about seven games, but. I don't know. If Mishawaka can win this game, then watch out for Mishawaka because they have a chance against um, Northwood and then a shot against Warsaw. So 
I don't know. This this could be this could be one of the best games in the area. Um, this is definitely one that I, I would say if you don't have um, a school you want to cheer for and you want to go for a good high school football game, I would say drive over to Middlebury. Uh, 7 p.m. kick over there <clears throat> in Middlebury at Northridge High School. Go to that. It's probably going to be one of the best games in the area. Um, and then some of the other games that happened, <clears throat> we have, uh, I'm just going to give the scores. Bremen defeated South Bend Washington 41-7. to Boone Grove defeated South Bend Clay 53-6. to Columbia City beat Plymouth 42-14. to Concord beat Jimtown 27 to 10. Heritage beat Fairfield 39-13. Knox beat McConaughey 46-36. Lakeland beat Cherubusco 61 to 39. Yes, that is a basketball score by uh, that is a football score by the way, not a basketball score. Michigan City went down to Lafayette Lafayette Jeff and got the win 36 to 30. Marion beat Culver Academy 21 to 14. <clears throat> New Prairie beat Goshen 29-10. North Judson beat Caston 52 to 7. Northridge beat Elkhart like I said 35-29. Northwood beat Portage 49 to 7. Pioneer beat Winnemac 37 to nothing. South Bend Adams beat Loganport 23 to 22. South Bend Riley is 2-0. Watch out for the Wildcats. Watch out for the Wildcats. I'm not saying they're going to do anything in the tournament. Not saying they're going to do anything in the tournament. But just Riley has a shot here to be to win some games. So uh, yeah. They beat uh John Glenn 20 to nothing. And that was on the road at Glenn, too, which is surprising. St. Joe beat Fort Wayne South 41 to 3. South Central beat Culver 44 to 22. Tippy Valley beat Rochester 39 to 8. Was definitely surprised that this one was not as close as what I thought it was going to be. Tippy Valley just took took control of the game and ran away with it. Uh Warsaw beat Chesterton I'm going to say this score, and you're probably going to be surprised by it. Final score was 8-6. to six. Now, if you're wondering, well, how did Warsaw get 8 points? Normally, you would think, you know, a touchdown and a 2-point conversion. You would be wrong. Warsaw scored their points on a safety and... Two field goals. Two field goals and a safety to get eight points. That is um, impressive. That was a defensive struggle um, over there in Chesterton. And there's there's another game that happened um, in the state. We'll get to that later. That was the opposite of the of this game. West Central beat Lake Station 58 to 10 and rounding out the scores in the area, West Noble beat Wawasee 20 to 12. And then some of the other games around the state that just kind of caught my eye. 
you know, some of the bigger games, bigger schools, stuff like that. Brownsburg beat Cathedral 45-31. to Center Grove went on the road to play Oakland, Tennessee, and Center Grove won 28-10. Carmel had a game against Christian Brothers from Missouri and lost 55-28. to um, Fort Wayne Bishop Dwanger played perennial powerhouse Cincinnati Moeller of Ohio and lost 57 to nothing. Uh, Valpo played Andrean and won 55 to 18. And the game of all games in Indiana, score wise, and what sounds like game wise too. Westfield and uh, Lawrence Central, um, both Indianapolis schools, played um, at Lawrence Central, and West Westfield was down by a touchdown with no by a field goal by a field goal. My bad, field goal with three seconds left. Kicked a forty-yarder to tie the score. Oh my god. Can't believe I'm about ready to say this. At 51. Yes, you heard that. 51 to 51 going into overtime. So Lawrence Central gets the ball first. They go down, they score a touchdown, kick the extra point. It's 58 to 51. Westfield then scores a touchdown and goes for two, and they convert and win 59-58. to That is football, folks. 59-58. Over 100 points scored in the game. 117 points scored between both schools. It's just impressive. I don't think anyone saw this coming. The, by far the best game in Indiana. Um, obviously, you know, I'm, we're going to be biased up here and say Penn Mishawaka was, you know, one of the games. That was, that was just, you know, for up here. But in the whole state, I got to give it to Westfield, uh, Lawrence Central, 59-58 in overtime. And that's going to do it for high school football for this week. Um, make sure to tune in later on this week uh, as we have our um, predictions for the games uh, coming up for this coming Friday and also for um, Notre Dame, Tennessee State uh, preview as well. Um, and now we're going to jump into the Notre Dame Navy recap. Um, so this game, like like we've said before, uh, Notre Dame was facing Navy in Dublin. Um, and Saturday, August 26th, Notre Dame came away with a easy 42-3 win against Navy. Quarterback Sam Hartman had four touchdown passes in the game and finished with 251 yards. Uh, Notre Dame running back Audric Estime led the Irish rushing attack with 95 yards and a touchdown. Defensively, Jack Kaiser was the leading tackler in the game. 
Uh, he had eight total tackles and then also had six total tackles in the game. And so we're just going to go down some of the stats here for the Irish. Uh, Sam Hartman, 19 of 23, 251 passing yards, uh, four touchdowns, and finished with a 97.9 QBR. Uh, just amazing. Uh, dialed in from the first snap um, and had by far the best quarterback Notre Dame has ever had since Brady Quinn. Uh, you're not going to change my mind on that. I'm going to stand behind that. Um, anyway, Estime finished with 16 carries, 95 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Jeremiah Love had four carries for 40 yards. Uh, Jabron Payne had six carries for 31 yards. Jadarian Price finished with four carries for 20, uh, 25 yards and a touchdown. Receiving-wise, um, Jaden Greathouse had three receptions for 68 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Jaden Thomas had four receptions for 63 yards and a touchdown. And Deion Colsey had three receptions for 45 yards and a touchdown. Defensively for the Irish, Marist Leofau had seven total tackles, four solo Howard Cross had four tackles, three solo. Javante Jean-Baptiste had four tackles, two solo, one tackle for loss. Xavier Watts had four tackles, two solo. Nana Osafu-Mensa had three tackles, three solo, one tackle for loss. Uh, Josh Burnham, three total tackles, two solo, one sack, one tackle for loss. And then Riley Mills, two tackles, two solo, one one sack, one tackle for loss. And, and like I said, the next game for the Irish is Tennessee State. That's at 2.30. Um, I hate this game. I hate everything about it. Um, this game should have never been scheduled. I don't know why it got scheduled. Well, we, we know why because Tennessee State is an HBCU and Notre Dame apparently is in love with playing HBCU schools now. If you're going to play an HBCU school, Notre Dame, you do it in basketball or any other sport. You leave football alone. Football should never be playing an FCS school. Uh, if you schedule another FCS school, there's going to be something that's going to happen. Uh, I'm going to hate everything about it, and I will protest the game. <sighs> anyway. Uh, give me Notre Dame 63 to nothing over Tennessee State, and that's me being kind. Um, so that's going to do it for, for this week. Uh, make sure to tune in for our next show that will preview um, local high school teams and their football, their football games, and, as mo and we'll have more in-depth discussion on the Notre Dame-Tennessee State game. So until then, see you all later. Hey guys, it's Kenny, host of The Good Fight. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to hear more, you can check out our website at thelugnutspodcastgroup.com for all information related to the podcast and where to listen to us. You can also follow the Patreon page for exclusive benefits for the show. Join us next time for The Good Fight.